Hello and thank you once again for tuning in to the Okinawa Karate Podcast. I'm Josh Simmers coming to you from the birthplace of karate, Okinawa, Japan. In this interview, I have the privilege and honor to sit down with Paul Sabota to learn about Okinawa Shodan Ryu, Matsumura Seito Karate-do Hozankai. That sure is a mouthful. I'll make it a little bit easier. Have you heard the name Hohan Soken? Most of you probably have. I have as well, and I've read several several articles about Master Soken, but his style still remains a bit of a mystery to me, especially uh, since I'm here in Okinawa and so many other styles are quite prevalent. As you will hear in this interview, Master Soken's style is still alive and well, on Okinawa and internationally. So who is Paul Sabota? Well, as is common these days, I befriended Paul on Facebook before I ever met him in person. Our first meeting actually face-to-face took place at the dojo bar during their 7th anniversary celebration earlier in the month of August. This coincided with the timing of the first Okinawa Karate International Tournament, and Paul and his students were actually here visiting Okinawa to train with their sensei, Akamine Yoshimatsu. The main reason I wanted to interview Paul is because the Hohan Soken lineage intrigues me. I asked Paul if he would be interested in doing an interview with me for the podcast so he could tell everyone more about Hohan Soken's lineage and about Akamine Sensei. To my delight, Paul was more than willing to take the time to meet with me and do this interview. Furthermore, to my delight, Paul's one heck of a nice guy, as is are his students, and I'll certainly try to get together and train with them when I'm back in the States. For this interview, we met at the Karate Kai Con in Tomigusku and this was about one hour before Paul and his students were set to have private training with Akamine-sensei. Just a quick brief about Akamine-sensei directly off of Paul's website. Akamine Yoshimatsu-sensei was born in Haburu, Okinawa in 1943. This is just two years before the Battle of Okinawa during World War II. In 1959, at the age of 16 years old, he began training in Shodan Ryu, Matsumura Seito Karate-do, and Kobajutsu under Soken Sensei. He trained under Soken Sensei for 22 years until he passed away, unfortunately, in 1982. Akamine Sensei is still teaching at his home dojo in Haiwudu, and you will get to hear some more information from Paul um, if you're interested in, in going that route to meet Akamine Sensei or some of the other students in the States. I'll leave information for Paul's website as well as Akamini Sensei's website in the show notes. So without further ado, here's the interview with Paul Sabota. Thanks again for tuning in to the Okinawa Karate Podcast. Josh Simmers sitting down with Paul. Sabota. Sabota, which means Saturday in Slovakia. Okay, mm-hmm. I found, just learned that. And we're going to do an interview to learn about Shodan Ryu Matsumura Seito Hi. history. Hi. What does Seito mean? Seito means uh, orthodox, and some people would also uh, translate it as a student or a person to pass on the lineage. Deshi is the word that's used a lot in Seito, but orthodox is really one of the main uh, translations of the word. Okay, and that's the one I'm familiar with then, the orthodox Mm -hmm. style, right? If someone wants to say it's a Seito, it means it's a traditional style. uh, style And what does that mean? 
Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Well, it depends on who you talk to, but if you want to get the context of, of our art, you have to talk to the people who do it and have done it and who are still alive to do it. And one of those people is my sensei, Akamini Yoshimatsu of Habaru. Um, Sieto, meaning orthodox, a lot of people will see, um, whoever you talk to in the Matsumura Sieto world, it definitely means a straight shoot back to Hohan Soken himself. Hohan Soken is that enigma, as you probably have heard of in the martial arts world, um, that uh, he's the uh, white crane guy. Mm -hmm. If you type his name into the internet somewhere, you will get a lot of things about him. And many of them do not deviate from one another. They're basically all the same information rehashed Mm -hmm. over and over. So why I said to go back to the sources, you would want to go back to the people who actually trained with him, which aren't many left on Okinawa. Mm -hmm. That's Okinawans. There are a lot of, obviously, prior military that have trained with Hohan Soken also that are still alive today. But their time with him was a very short time Mm -hmm. due to their their service, mm-hmm. where my teacher and a couple of the other teachers that still exist on Okinawa um, may have um, maybe a little bit more um, knowledge into Hoan Soken himself. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, the Matsumura Sieto uh, lineage, uh, karate lineage, is sort of like, I don't mean to be, to be too mean here, but the redheaded stepchild of the Shorinru mm-hmm. family, uh, the bastard child because you have your Shobayashi, Kobayashi, Matsubayashi, and then you have that fourth style called Matsumura Sieto. And we um, are very few and far between. I know most of the Matsumura Sieto people that train today in the United States and elsewhere, either by online or in person. You can't say that a lot about it, the other mm-hmm, styles, right. especially the Shorin and Ru styles. Um, so going back to the main source, you would have to go back to my teacher, for example, uh, Hohan Soken, O-sensei, Nabe Matsumura, which is an enigma in of himself, and I'll get to that in a second, and then, of course, you have Sokan Matsumura. Sokan Matsumura, as you know, was the guy, the man, the yep. myth, the legend yep. of Okinawan Karate, yep. the yep. quote-unquote bodyguard to a couple kings, Then yep. he had to produce some type of art that would protect his king, but also other people. And that's what we tend to pass down through our system. Uh, my sensei's um, organization is what we call, in short, a hozonkai, which means preservation society. A lot of oh. other styles have those words, hozonkai. Yes, 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 yes. Ours okay. is the Okinawa Shorunru Matsumura Sieto Karate Hozonkai. Okay. But we just say hozonkai for short because that's a mouthful. Yeah. Um, so our, our, our style is actually a preservation society of Hohan Soken's karate and kobudo. Okay. Can't forget the kobudo part. Okay. In our system, we don't have a separate karate and kobudo. Sure. It is mixed because that's how Soken Sensei himself did it. Um, you had Soken Matsumura. Then you had his grandson, Nabe Matsumura. And then his nephew, Hohan Soken. Hohan Soken had many students, both military and non-Okinawan. Yeah, so that's an important, I think, that we know. He lived from 1889 to 1982. 1982, so correct. After, he was 93 when he passed. After, you know, of course, everyone knows World War II, right? Right. So he, he would have rightfully had many military students, American yes. students, 
yes. after that time. Well, Sokan Sensei, Sokan Sensei himself, excuse me, um, came back to Okinawa from Argentina in around 1954, somewhere okay. around there. Okay. He left in around 1924, 25, mm-hmm. left for whatever reason you want to believe on the Internet. Uh, my teacher had said some similar things that he went to go to work and make money because mm-hmm. they had to send it back. Mm-hmm. There was a large mm-hmm. contingent of Okinawan expats and other people that lived in Argentina. Mm-hmm. Why Argentina? Not sure. Yeah. Uh, Not really right, sure. Right, yeah. But there are a lot of Okinawans and Japanese that lived there. Yeah. So Soken Sensei moved there, spent 20-some-odd years there, almost 30 years there, comes back to Okinawa, and you know World War II occurred. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of changes happened yeah. to Okinawan karate. Not as much as I believe personally... As, as people say, because there are still pockets of Okinawan sensei that were still closed off to the outside world that didn't get touched by the Japanese government. Mm-hmm. Soken sensei was one of those. My teacher, Akamine Yoshimatsu sensei, he was born in 1943, and in 1959 he started with Soken sensei when he was 16. Okay. So he was at that prime age to be molded into a, a karateka mm-hmm. that Hohan Soken sensei sought out so he just started during world war ii to be born yeah so he lived through that time yeah um he had told us only one little story about that time being very meager and poor and and just difficult i remember reading in the um the uh where were we just yesterday um we went to one of the museums uh, at the peace park park and I remember reading that the people of Okinawa, how they had to live was treacherous and just something we could never understand. Yeah. One example is uh, frying tempura in used motor oil. I, as an American, can't understand that. No, yeah, yeah, I have yeah. it easy in the United States practicing karate and just living. Yeah. These people during World War II had a horrible time. Yeah. He, would, he doesn't talk about, yeah. how come he doesn't talk about that time, but just one of the stories he said it was very difficult, yeah. muskashi, yeah, it was yeah, difficult yeah. to live during that time period. Have you, um, very short read, have you read The Girl with the White Flag? Not yet, but people have told me you to read, read it. it. You can read it on the plane ride home, it's so short. you got to read it. For all the listeners, you, you need to read The Girl with the White Flag. It, if you read it and you don't break down, it's, it's, mm, it's very, very sad to think about. I, I have two daughters, right? right? Do you have children? I have two boys. Mm-hmm. To, to read this story about what this, this seven-year-old, I think she was seven or nine in the, at the time, what she went through was just horrifying. As I was reading read through, the, through the Peace, Peace Park Museum, it, it was pretty sad. Yeah. And I could see why people would not talk about those yeah. types of things. My, my own father, who's deceased now, was, was in, in the Korean War, and he would never... Yeah. talk about he would only say that he was a gunner yeah and i finally figured out as an older what a gunner meant and yeah. that was you shooting down people yep. so unfortunately my father probably had to shoot down a lot of people yep. and won't talk about it and i could see why I could now going yeah. back to the to the idea of the the karate itself the karate at that time as you know through history was being transformed slightly by the japanese government and there are pockets of okinawan sensei like my own uh my own system of Soken Sensei and then Akamini Sensei, they didn't have that huge change. I'm not saying the karate is better or worse. I'm just saying it's different. Mm-hmm. And that's why people believe that Soken Sensei used the word Matsumura Sieto. Matsumura referring to 
Soka Matsumura, and Nabe Matsumura, and then Sieto as in traditional. Again, not better or worse, just going back right, to the roots, right. which I believe is what we as Preservation Society in the Hozonkai need to continue to do. And mostly it's going to be done by Americans. Um, my sensei has four active Kyoshi at this point, m me being one of them, um, going to propagate and spread his karate throughout the world. And the reason I brought that up is just this trip, my sensei has opened the floodgates in what he's been teaching us. Okay. He's taught us a lot on the trips I've come before. I've started coming here in 2006, so every okay. other year I've been here. I've been here seven times now. Um, and in the beginning, it's getting to know you, yeah. what you do, Trust watching me. what you yeah. do, not being too, um, you know, personable, just like the Okinawan sensei are. But over time, he has opened up more and more, and this trip has been even more giving. And I believe that's because his daughter is now training with us here. Okay. She's from Utah, married to uh, an Air Force uh, retired Air Force, and Maki has come and translated a lot for us, which has been okay. a, a blessing. Yeah, big time. Does uh, mean sense they speak any English? Only a little bit. Okay, but I believe he knows more than he lets on uh -huh. because uh -huh. we've talked about things and he has answered us uh -huh. in Japanese, and we're in English. Yeah, but he doesn't speak sure. a lot of English. Only a little bit. So be Maki being here and translating for us has been great, and that's allowed him to just, as I said, open the floodgates with technique. Waza, philosophy, which we'll get into, um, what Matsumura Sieto is all about. It, it's, it's been eye-opening. How old is Akamini Sensei? He is 75. Okay. In five years, that tends to be the time that Okinawan Sensei start to retire. We asked him when he's retiring, he goes, as long as I'm alive and breathing, I will continue to teach you if you come. Right. Because Great. he has been so... Uh, ecstatic that we have been coming here to train with him. You have to understand with Akamini Sensei and a lot of the Okinawan Sensei that are closed off to a lot of training, uh, people outside of the United States, I mean out of Okinawa, um, they tend to be very reserved and very protected of their art. Um, we have, I guess, proven to him that we are dedicated and want to spread his art. So at the first Okinawan tournament, we demonstrated the kata pasaidai. Mm -hmm. There was eight of us, but seven other groups. And it's funny, the guy that was running it told us that we were the miscellaneous group yeah. because we are not part of a large karate organization, yeah. Yeah. which is fine. Yeah. People got to see Soken Sensei's karate. Yeah. And that was per Then the next day, his daughter Maki competed in pasaidai, and they got to see her karate. The funny part about the side story is while you had to get preliminaries out of the way mm -hmm. to compete, Maki and Sensei and one of the other students went to demonstrate, and Sensei demonstrated his karate, and they were amazed because they've never seen Hohan Soken's karate before. How, Josh, on earth, in 2018, can you have not have seen yeah. Soken Sensei's karate? Well, I know why because there's not a lot of us yeah. teaching it. Yeah. And they were amazed by his karate and how smooth it was and how, and how brisk it was and what power he had, but then how relaxed he was. So he did this, um, if I understand correctly, <clears throat> he would have done this to demonstrate for the judges prior to the tournament. Yes. This was one of the... Okay, so, so the people listening, prior to the first... 
Okinawa Karate International Tournament that was just finished a few days ago, almost one year now, they've been having practice rounds for the yes. judges to learn. Yes. And interestingly enough, coming from Okinawa Kempo, we had to do the same thing. Yeah, I know. And they have not <laughs> seen our Prasai, they have not seen our Kusanku, they have not seen our Seisan, they have not seen our Nisishi. So we had to do the same thing. Right, right, right. And that was very important to get out there and to, and to show that as well. So you had to do, your sensei did that. Yes. And I he was wondering, how are they going to judge my daughter yeah. in the tournament? So they had to talk, they had a conversation about this. Yeah. And you don't see that in any of the organizations. Right. Well, you don't see it because they're very common and everyone knows what yeah. their kata looks yeah. like. Yeah. If you were to look at our Pasai Dai compared to other Pasai Dai, um, you would see it's slightly different than Kobayashi, Shobayashi. Yeah. Uh, Matsubayashi, uh, Shorinru based. Yeah. Um, yours well, is obviously Okin- Okinawan Kempo. Uh, yeah, but, but I'm but willing so, to bet all of your kata is slightly different. Yes, yes they are. And I can tell you that our, our kata are very similar, if not 99% like Soken Sensei, because I have, and my sensei has, video of, of Soken Sensei doing kata back in the early 70s, 8 millimeter, mm-hmm. and you could see, and at that time, Soken Sensei was uh, 82, 83. Mm. And you could see him still so agile. And so even in Kusanku, we mm-hmm. drop in Kusanku mm-hmm, mm-hmm. into the low stance. And it's remarkable how the kata is the same. But going back to the Okinawan tournament, it was interesting to hear these stories about Soken's karate not being seen. They thought it wasn't being taught on the island anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maki told us, Soken Sensei's karate is still taught? It's 2018. Yeah. Of course it is. All you have to do is go online and type in Matsumur Sieto. You'll find my website and other people's websites and even Sensei's website. It's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. So karate may be a small world, but it's still lost to some people. Yeah. Yeah. And this is part of our deal, is going to the tournament, demonstrating, and Maki competing, and then us coming here and then going back to America and other places to teach people Matsumorsieta. Here on Okinawa, um, yeah, so Maki lives in the States. Yes. But here on Okinawa, uh, how many students does Akamini Sensei have that are, that are actively training with him? I would say at this point probably a dozen or less. Okay. A dozen uh, or less. Um, full-time. About six or seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. A couple of adults and like four kids. Okay. Yes. So it's a small dojo. His dojo is on the second floor of his house, yeah. as okay. most sensei's Quite dojo common, yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole second floor is dedicated to the dojo. Okay. Um, it's funny because when we first went there, uh, if you look on the floor, you will see thousands of sweat stains, yeah. as I mentioned on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And... They're gone. They're, they're there. The sweat's gone, but they remain. Yeah. And there we are last Sorry, night, adding to this history of this, of this uh, dojo. Mm-hmm. And I can see every time that when we come, you know when you talk to somebody and they're just being nice to be nice because that's expected. Mm-hmm. But when we come, sensei is overjoyed. And for me, that's... It's emotion. It's yeah, an emotional yeah, thing yeah. for me. You know, I understand. I'm very I, emotional I about that it. I understand because it. he has opened his arms 
to me and my student. My four students are here. My whole dojo is here mm-hmm. this trip. I have a very small dojo. I modeled it after my sensei's mm-hmm. dojo back near Baltimore, Maryland. And um, it's called Imperial Crane Martial Arts. And our dojo is always open to people to come and visit. I get someone once in a great while because they're lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not because they know the dojo is there. <laughs> when I give someone directions to the dojo, I have to meet them outside. Yeah. Because our dojo... Well, that's very much like Okinawa. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. You're keeping true there. Yeah, yeah. Our dojo is on private property okay. next to the VWI airport. And only once or twice, maybe three times in the 11 years we've been there, we've had visitors by accident because they're lost. Other people have come to train, of course. Yeah. But they know because I go meet them and bring them. Because if I, if I bring you to my dojo at night specifically and you don't know what's going on, you think I'm a kidnapper and I'm yeah. going to murder you <laughs> because it's Would desolate. You? It's desolate, you know, and we yeah. call it the rustic dojo. It's called the Imperial Crane Martial Arts, but we call it the rustic dojo. We call it Imperial Crane because, as you know, the, the highest kata in, in our system is hakutsuru, white crane. Yep. It's the enigma of the 90s. Everybody and their mother, it was the holy grail of the 90s. Everyone and their mother wanted to learn the white crane kata. Josh, if I were to show you the kata, or if Akamini Sensei were to show you the kata, you would look at it and go, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> that's what everybody's looking for? It's, that's not the point. Yeah, yeah. It's the principles. Yep. It's the open hand striking principles yep. that people don't get. And people who see it for the first time, it's like, oh, that's nothing. Yeah. But it's really something. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, when Indiana Jones was looking for the chalice of Jesus, mm-hmm. and he was looking for the gold, mm-hmm. and what was it? It was a common clay chalice yep. that you know Jesus would have yep. drank out yep. of yep. Yep. because he was yep. humble. Yep. Same with our, our, our white crane hakutsuru kata. It is a humble kata, but the moves are easy to do. It's the principles of it, the tai sabaki, the the tuite that's actually in it that you don't see, or the tuiti, as Han Soken would call it, Uh, the grappling, the striking, the the, the basic, I hate to say karate kid kick, white crane kick, which is not the kick. No, but that, uh, you know, you can joke about that all you want, but that... that um, maybe led to or brought back some of the popularity of it. Exactly. Right? It really did. Hohan Soken um, was a master at the kick that we do. We call it a shadow kick because we don't really know. We asked Sensei the first time we learned it in the dojo back in 2006. Sensei, uh, Nami this he goes, no name. I Honto? He goes, no name. Yeah. So we just called it shadow because when you're kicking, you're looking the other way, but you're creating a shadow, and it's a sneaky kick. Okay. So that's why we call it that. And we have it in Chinto Kata. We have it in Hakutsuru. We have it in Pinan, uh, Pinan Sho Kata, and Pasai Dai. Okay. We have the same kick. Our, our system of Matsumurisito is very simple to do. You will see lots of repetition of movements, but the application of those moves, the Bunkai, mm-hmm. or what my sensei calls Kuzushi. Kuzushi is a debalancing. He calls, okay. he calls application kuzushi because every move that you do kuzushi someone, it debalances them. It steals their center. It takes them off. Okay. So he doesn't use okay. the technical term. His bunkai name is for like pinan shodan, uh, pinan nidan, simple kata, mm. which is kihon kata. Uh, we do kihon. We do five kihon up and down the floor like a lot of dojo do. But our first kata, pinan shodan, was our original kihon. Okay. So... Hohan Soken Sensei and Akamane Sensei um, developed this kihon. 
Because my sensei was a 22-year student of Soken Sensei until he died in 1982. So they had a lot of time together. And as you know, the old days of training was not big dojo. Sure. You sure. had two or three yep. people. Uh, you have people in, in, in Matsumura Sieto um, like uh, Seiki Arakaki, who unfortunately has passed away. Um, you have Kohama um, uh, Johatsu, who has passed away. You have Mitsuo Inoue, who just recently died last year. Um, you have um, Kosei Nishihara, who passed away, who one of his lineages is, is still being taught in, in Okinawa yeah. under um, Isao Toma. Uh, it's funny, Isao Toma sensei came over Monday night, and I saw him come up the steps. I'm like, ah, oh, it's Isao Toma sensei. Isao Toma sensei is my friend Walt Young's sensei. Okay. I introduced Walt Young to Isao Toma to learn Matsumura Sieto through the Nishihira lineage, okay. um, through my teacher. Because my teacher and um, uh, Toma Sensei are Tomodachi, they're friends. Okay, okay. And I did not know that. And I met, I met Toma Sensei at a party that Sensei was having. And I kept looking at him, and I kept looking at him, and I'm thinking to myself, that's Isao Toma. Wait a second. He's friends with my teacher? And my friend Walt was stationed on the island at the time. Okay. And I said, I typed him on the computer. I said, Walt, you'll never guess who I met tonight. Isao told me, he goes, oh, that's my lineage of Matsumura Sieto. You got to get me to train with him. So he did. Now, how does this lineage Okay, the lineage di- differs in a couple in ways. Any way, okay. In a couple ways. Uh, Shosei Kina was, was, a, was a man, who, a teacher, who was a student of Soken, who has his own branch of Matsumura Sieto. Um, Nishihira had uh, other students a uh, couple in, from the States like Ricky Rose and um, David Mock, uh, different Americans, but also Okinawans like uh, Isao Toma. So that their Matsumura Sieto differs a little bit than mine in just slight application or the way you do things. But because Soken Sensei taught everybody differently. Yeah, okay. That's yep. the point. People this. don't understand. Yep. Yep. He taught everyone slightly differently based on your ability, yep. your body type, what you can do, and what you might prefer. Yep. Like, my teacher is a master at the sai. Okay. Great at the sai. So, Soken Sensei focused a lot on sai with him. We did the other kobudo we do. We do tenurokon. We, we do chikenbo, or we call it sukenbo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do uh, sai, kama, and nunchaku. So we don't have a big Kobodo, but it's all Sokin's Kobodo. Okay. Um, so everybody basically took one part of the system, and basically it was a specialty. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Isan Toma is a kicker. Mm-hmm. It's a great kicker. His getty is fantastic. Okay. Um, he focused on that, and Walt would tell me all the time that he would do like 1,000 kicks at night practice, okay. and then Sensei would want to practice two more hours. Yep. You know? So that's how it differs. Matsumura okay. Sieto around the world differs based on who was taught by Sokin Sensei. Got it. Now, depending on who you talk to, they will tell you their version of Matsumura Sieto is different than mine because of those differences. But I don't believe they're different. I believe they're all Matsumura Sieto. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But good luck finding a Matsumura Sieto teacher on Okinawa. Very difficult. <laughs> so let's back up then for a second. Um, how did you find your sensei? Mm. Good, good question. Back in 2005... I was awarded a Fulbright scholarship. I'm a high school science teacher okay. for the last 20 years and back in Maryland. And I was at a science, national science convention in Baltimore, and they had a, a seminar about the Fulbright. And I heard of the Fulbright before. Mm-hmm. 
Senator Fulbright was someone who wanted to propagate um, love for other countries and people going to other countries and things like that. He's been passed for a long time. So he set up a program for teachers to go to other countries. And one of those countries is Japan. And I'm like, oh, I got to enter this. I filled the application, blah, blah, blah. Didn't get in the first time. Didn't get in the second time. Three's a charm. I got a three-week stint to go over to Japan. So we went to Tokyo and then Nagaoka, Nikata Prefecture, and we studied Japanese education. Didn't get to do any karate because uh, at the time, I started karate back in 1987 in Shorin-ru, an offshoot of Kenshinkan, okay. of yep. Fusei-kisei okay. sensei. Okay. Okay. My first teacher was Al Smith okay. uh, from Pennsylvania. Okay. So that's how I got involved in the Shorin-ru, Matsumura, Sieto type yeah. art. Okay. Studied that for 12 years, went to college. After college, during college, I was training on my own. I had a friend who was in Shorin-ru, but he was in Shobayashi. So we trained yeah. still together, whatever. Similar, same, yeah. same. Yeah. Practiced on stuff. Left, uh, graduated college, moved to Maryland, started teaching. Did two years of Matsumura Kempo through the Uichi Kuda group. Found out it was very similar because Yuichi Kudo, you know, was a student of Hohan Soken. He took Shirinji Kempo okay. and Matsumura Sieto combined them into Matsumura Kempo. Okay. That's how he got his style. And I okay. studied it. I'm like, hey, mine's very similar to that. So I said, you know what? I need to find somebody that does Matsumura Sieto. So an acquaintance of mine said he was going to Okinawa in 2006. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. Step out of my comfort zone. Let me do it. Started practicing Japanese. My, my Japanese is okay. Just a little tiny bit. I can order a beer, go to yeah. the bathroom, you know, say excuse me <laughs> yeah. when I screw up, but yeah. whatever. And so we went to Okinawa, 2006, and met Akamine Sensei. Because this person that you came with mm -hmm. had, because, had ties to him? Was, or you, was his student. Was his, okay, okay. Was his student. Okay. So we did. We came here. Sensei must have been impressed with me and another guy that I came with, Gary, the guy that I'm still training with and still part of our organization. Unfortunately, the person that brought me over the first time is no longer part of our organization. That's an, another story. And ever since then, we've been coming to Okinawa. Okay. And that's how I got here. Okay. And Sensei is not sick of us yet because yeah. he says, yeah. keep coming keep back and back. training. Yeah. And we have. And this trip has been special because he has been so outgoing and so... Uh, just it's just been a, a blessing for him to be teaching us so much and just opening the secrets of some of the things. There's no secrets in karate. I'm sorry what anybody says. I believe it. Ha I, I Hakutsura is not a secret. Yep. Hakutsura is done through our entire curriculum from Pinan Shodan all the way through Akusan Ku. We do Hakutsura techniques and principles. Okay. People don't understand that. We do them. We're not going to do Pinan Shodan and say, hey, Josh. Here's a craning technique or a tute sure. technique, and that's what you should focus on. No, 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 no. That's kihon kata. Yeah. You're not ready for that stuff. Not saying you're not deserving of it. No, you're just not ready. Yep, 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 yep. So through the entire curriculum of ours, we have 11 kata. Through our entire curriculum, including the hakutsuru, is all white crane based. Okay. All right. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that. So you, you met Akamini Sensei then in 2006? Six. Uh, so 12 years now, I've been a student of his. Proved yourself, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, did you ask him at that time, or did he, how, how did it, I mean, how did you go about, if you can speak of the formalities of saying, may I be your student? Okay. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that you asked that, because that's so important today in Okinawa Dojo. It has been lost. Yep. You used to be 
someone that would have to get a, a letter of acceptance yeah. and take it to that sensei. Um, when my friend Walt was accepted as a student of Toma Sensei, Akamine Sensei talked to Toma Sensei on Walt's behalf. Okay. And Walt drafted a letter to send to Toma Sensei for Akamine Sensei okay. to make it easier. But since they were Tomodachi, they were friends, yeah. Yeah. it made it easier. Right, okay. So how, how did I become his student? It's kind of funny. At the end of the training in 2006, we were sitting at, you know, a, a, a basically a going away party, a bon voyage party. And uh, we were talking about a lot of things, and we got grilled at that party by everybody, not Sensei himself, Sensei's wife, Ritsuko, uh, his daughters. It's funny, Sensei has no male as, mm-hmm. as children. Mm-hmm. He has, has females, and they're great karateka. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had them grill us. Family members talked to us, and their questions basically were all the same. Why are you here training mm-hmm. in karate mm-hmm. with Akamine Sensei? Did you, what did you think about this at the time? These I did not feel slighted at all. Uh-huh. I expected that because I'm someone who prepares ahead of time. And I knew what to expect coming to Okinawa. Here's what I did Did not expect. Did you feel that he was... uh, Testing me? Yeah, testing you in a way. Oh, totally. Okay. Okay. 100% he was testing me. Okay. Everything. Okay. We would do a kata, and I would do what we call chudanuke. And our chudanuke tends to be along the center line. And he would move my fist a fraction of Like three millimeters. And I'm thinking to myself, really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? And I do a pretty good chudan, okay? Yeah. No. He was testing our yeah, patience. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's lost today in Okinawan Karate. People want rank, 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 rank. Or a Kyoshi or, or, or Renshi title. They want titles. Nope. I was given the title of Kyoshi by my sensei and wasn't asked for it. I didn't ask him for it. He just said, you're getting Kyoshi at the end of the trip. I'm like, Honto? Really? Because he knew we were serious and wanted to teach this to people back in the States. I felt fine while they were questioning me, but I sort of got, at the end, a little perturbed that they kept asking the same, same questions. It's not like anyone yeah. was talking to each other. Yeah, 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 they yeah. had this list of questions <laughs> that they wanted to ask over and over and over and over and over. Uh, but Sensei wanted to know your kokoro. Yeah, yeah, he wanted yeah, to know yeah, your yeah, heart. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was their technique, though. They, yeah, they wanted yeah. to see if you kept saying yeah. the same thing. Yeah, that's it. Consistency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For me, that's important. Consistency. Trust is important. Yep. Um, the way you treat people, the way you talk to people is very important. It's being lost in Okinawan karate today. Yep. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it's being lost. And becoming a student of someone is being lost. Sensei was testing us in our heart. This whole trip, he's been talking a lot about our heart. And is our heart in the right spot? He knows that. But he wants people with the right heart. When he crosses his arms in an X, that's not good. That's bad. If you cut someone off here while you're driving, they'll go like this to you. And they're not trying to be mean. They're just saying, whoa, you screwed up. That's important for me. I fit into his dojo. I I don't care if we have a million people in the dojo. I don't care if we have a big dojo or a big organization. I care that what we have is legit. It's authentic. And it's something Sensei does and has a heart for, and he does. At 75 years old, his daughter tells me all the time, it's like he's 25 again when we come over. Oh, that's he fantastic. gets re- and, Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. That's fantastic. He gets rejuvenated. Yeah. He loves that we're here. 
And he is, and one of the questions I knew you were going to have is, uh, is he open to students? Uh, Akimene Sensei is open to students. But his base, he'll always accept you to come in and train for a night mm-hmm. to see how you are. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to train in just his system, he probably won't invite you back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He wants you to be serious about him training in Matsumur Sieto. Josh, I abandoned up until 2006 all the kata that I did prior to that was to it, train with sensei. Was it an easy decision for you, difficult no, decision? No, not, not difficult at all. Okay. No, I did it. I did the drop of the hat because I knew he was the man I wanted to train with. I knew he was the man and he was the warrior that I wanted to be training with. Our system is not a system to hurt anybody. It's self-protection. It's to protect others first. Mm -hmm. I should clarify, first to protect others and then protect ourselves secondly. And my new students that I get don't understand that right away. They think, oh, I'm taking self-defense to protect myself. Mm -mm. Your duty is to protect others first okay, and yourself second. But guess what? While you're training to protect other people, you already know how to protect yourself. You already covered two bases. Do you feel like that is what, is that something that a community sensei holds dear? That's something that um, Soken Sensei held yes, from, from exactly. the lineage of yes. protecting the king? Yes. Can you take, do you feel you can yes. take it back? Okay. 100% all the way back. And that's one of the reasons. If you know any of the history of Okinawa, especially with Sokan Matsumura, he was not the only bodyguard. There were many bodyguards that had many fighting arts that they, they had to. They had to. They had to know weaponry, and they had to know open hand. They had to. If you lose a weapon, sure. you're done. Yep. Sokan Matsumura obviously did uh, Jigenru. He did sword. He did a lot of things. I mean, there were Okinawan samurai. Mm-hmm. Sokan Sensei was a samurai. You know, the, the thing was, people don't realize that you had to train in both weapons and open hand, but you had to do one thing, and that was to protect that king. Yeah, yeah. And if you didn't protect that king and his family, you lost your job. Yeah. So our system of Matsumurseto was born out of that. Okay. And through Sokan Matsumura, Nabe Matsumura, Hohan Soken, and his many students, we're just passing that on. That's our Hozunkai. That's our preservation. We are passing down our lineage. I protect others and myself at the same time. I have a wife and, and, and two boys I have to protect. I also have a dojo of students I have to protect. Mm-hmm. I have friends. I even have someone who I don't care about that I will protect if I have yep. to because yep. that's my duty, my duty, yep. whatever you want to call it, whatever yep. label you want to throw on. But I totally believe that. It's way back yeah. Yeah. To, the, yeah. to the original system. Yep. That's interesting that you can take it back to that lineage. That's good. Again, that's good. Uh, again I'm, I'm going to say this a third time. It's, it's not better or worse. It's just our factual yeah, yeah. lineage of what we can tie back. You had, you said there's 11 kata? We have 11 kata. Is that kata. counting weapons, or that's only in Pinan? No, that's what I meant. We have Pinan Shodan, Pinan Nida. Yeah. We have uh, Nahachi Shodan, Nahachi Nida. Yeah. We have Pasai Sho, Pasai Dai. This is the order that we do them in. We have um, Rohai. Yep. We have Chinto. Yep. We have Goju Shiho. Yeah. Kusanku, which is 11. Notice I said 11, not 12. Because mm-hmm. Hakutsura is that one that we still work on all the time. Mm-hmm. So I don't consider I have that kata down. Okay. I got it you. is part of our curriculum, but that's the last kata to learn. Then we have uh, uh, Tenrenokon Bo. We have uh, Tsukenbo or Chikenbo, depending on if you put extra spins in it. That's okay. Chikenbo. Okay. This is only a bow or this a is bow. a nunte? 
Boom. Just above. Down the bowl. Just okay. above. Okay. Then we have our um, uh, soken no sai. We have our soken no tonfa. Yep. We have a kama. Yep. And we have a nunchaku. Okay. But we also do eku with the two bow kata. Okay. Okay. Yep. Change it slightly. Yep. yep. So if you want to call that six or seven or eight kata, Boka, um, Kobodo kata, yeah. whatever. I don't, I don't consider them different kata yeah. if you're using an echo and a bow. But we don't have separate echo kata. Okay. Is basically. Okay. So we have a very small curriculum. Yeah, yeah, that's very similar to ours. Actually, we have twelve MDN kata. Uh, but you, you, you have pinan shodan and nidan, right. um, and then hanchi shodan and nidan. Right. Do you know why? I'm, I'm I know particularly, gonna, I know what you're going to ask. Yeah, particularly <laughs> curious about those two. Why not the five pinons and, and the third naihanchi? Um, why why weren't they brought into the curriculum? Is there? We we, we believe in our lineage of Montsmorcieto that Hohan Soken kept what he believed to be the core and dropped the others. Because you realize that Hohan Soken, just like a lot of uh, Okinawan sensei at the time, trained together no matter sure. if you were Shoren or Oechiru or Goju or Okinawan Given his age when he yeah, was yeah. born, yeah. They all yeah. trained together. Yeah. We don't do that today yeah. as much, unfortunately. Right. Right. I would love right. for that to happen. I train so with a lot of people I, outside of Shoren in the States. I believe without, uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that he knew, trained, the other pinons, oh, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. but for some reason he chose the to keep Shodan and Nidan uh, mm-hmm. from the pinon mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. from the Hanchis. So um, something there's something in those kata, right, right. That, that he wanted to keep and to teach yeah. his students right, right. Uh, fundamentals or something. Mm-hmm. You know, there's one kata though that I did not mention. If you see our our scroll kata list in in Akamini Sensei's dojo, it goes from right to left, as you know. The third kata says Sanchin. Oh, is that right? So where is that kata? It's not on your website either. Nope. There's a reason why I didn't put it on there. Here's, here's the mystery kata of Matsumurseto. And I already know the answer, and I'm going to tell you the answer. It's not really that difficult. I'm making it bigger than it is. Sanchin was practiced by uh, Soken Matsumura. We're making a guess. Um, Nabi Matsumura and Hohan Soken. Okay. Hohan Soken practiced Sanchin, and so did Akamine Sensei. Okay. Sanchin kata was dropped from Matsumorsieto curriculum. Soken sensei, no more. Because of the breathing, the hard breathing. Okay. He believed, now whether he was a doctor or not, or just played one on TV, mm-hmm. Sanchin was detrimental to your body mm-hmm. and said, no more Sanchin. Okay. Boom, left it, it's gone. Last trip in 2016, I asked Sensei, do you know Sanchin kata? He goes, yes, but not good enough to teach it. He said, I don't practice it anymore okay. because my sensei told me not to. Okay. Akami sensei is very loyal yep. to his teacher, even to today. You can see the loyalty in how he talks about him. Mm-hmm. Whenever he talks about Sokin sensei, he points up to his picture okay. that he's still here. Yep. And in Okinawa, that's, awesome. that's important. Yeah. Your family, your ancients are important. Yeah. They pray to the ancients. Oh, yeah. oh, For yeah. me as a Christian... I do not. Well, I, I'm in your same, you know. same situation. I do not. Uh, I'm, I'm in the same boat, a Christian, um, and, as is my wife, mm-hmm. which this is not a religious podcast, but I don't care. I, <laughs> so is my wife, who's from here. Right. But living on the island, coming up after you guys go home a few weeks is Obon. Which, and exactly, we, and we, I've been here we, for that. We yes. 100%, well, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you believe everything that's 
that you're practicing going yes. on with Obon or not, and I've attended when my mother-in-law passed away and right. some very questionable, in my mind, things. Mm-hmm. But the way the Okinawans treat their ancestors, and I'm sure there's other places in the world that do that. I haven't experienced it. I think it's amazing. Yeah, exactly, 100%. Year after I thought year it was fantastic to, to be a part of. Uh, when I was here in 2006, my first trip, uh, the gentleman that brought us, his wife is Okinawan, and they had a, uh, we are here for Oban, and they had some prayers, and so someone had deceased, yep. and I was there, and we were sitting in Seiza, which I don't mind sitting in Seiza, yep. it doesn't violate my faith, it doesn't yep. do any yep. of that. Um, when I'm in Mokso, when I'm meditating, I don't meditate on anything but Christ, myself, mm-hmm. I do because I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. and I just relax myself, that's me. Yep. I don't care what anybody else thinks. Um, I, I say Mokso Hajime and Mokso Yame, because yep. Sensei asked me to do that, and I do it. Yep. I was doing that during um, this Oban festival, just thinking, and then I, I just started thinking about people, and I was praying myself to God, and I was thinking about the people, hopefully that this woman is, is fine where she is and what, yep. what's happening to her, and then I just started, thought about these people and, and them doing this and how awesome it is to treat your ancestors this way, yep. and that's something we're lacking. We put our old folks in homes beyond belief. We're ready to get rid of them. My parents, unfortunately, died both from cancer. My mom just this past September. I watched both of my parents die. But we had to put them in a hospice because we couldn't take care of them the way they needed to. But coming here is amazing, mm-hmm. seeing this happen. So I can, I can, I can, you and I can you know, relate in that mm-hmm. when you're during mm-hmm. Oban. Mm-hmm. So all I'm going to say is good luck when Oban comes yeah. up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I think that's an important, I, I wish everyone that was really, truly practicing uh, Okinawa martial arts and wanted to learn more about the culture. I wish they could experience that. I wish more people would come here to do that. Yeah, and I it's funny you, when one of the questions you asked me about people coming here in dojo etiquette and yeah. things like that. I talk with a lot of people on Facebook, friends of mine, other people in Matsumura Sieto groups and other martial arts and they say, well, I don't need to go to Okinawa to learn Okinawan karate. You are, you are correct. Yeah. To a degree you are yeah. correct. There are more people training in Okinawan karate outside yeah, the United there is. States. That's true. There is someone famous a long time ago, I can't remember his name, um, I'm say, not saying it on purpose, said, if you want to learn authentic Okinawan karate which in the next 20 years, you will go outside of Okinawa, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But coming to Okinawa and trying to understand the whole karate art, mm-hmm. my, my, my teacher believes that karate is art before anything. It's beautiful. He uses that word a lot. Mm-hmm. You have to come to Okinawa to experience the people first mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before anything, then the art, mm-hmm. and then you understand the culture and understand where it came from and why your art is the way. Yep. Okinawan people and Japanese people, I don't want to slight the Japanese people at all because I would never do that. I believe Okinawan people are slightly different than, than Japanese people. My sensei is at the age where he's at that cusp. Yeah. Uh, I believe, 100% though... 100% agree with that. My, because if I look at the age of your sensei, my my kaicho, my father-in-law, there is a difference. And mm-hmm. I'm not trying to slate the Japanese either. I but there is, yeah, yeah. there is a, a difference. There is a total different culture. Yep. yep. The, the Okinawan people and the Japanese people, what amazes me, and this is what I was amazed at when I first came here, I did not expect a few things. And one of them, I did not expect that the Japanese and Okinawan people have forethought in everything they do before they do it. They, ex, uh, they expect nothing less than um, doing their best. And they already see what you're going to want. 
and they already anticipate that, and they do it for you. Mm-hmm. And Josh, in this world, we've missed that, and we are missing that in the outside world, mm-hmm. especially the Western world, mm-hmm. and I wish we could do more of it. Yeah. We are missing that idea, yeah. and they do that. And the other thing I did not expect coming here to Okinawa in 2006 is in my sensei's dojo, while we were training, the little kids yes. running around <laughs> and screaming like banshees. All the time. Oh, and I'm boy. trying to practice yeah. my pin on shodan, yeah, which is yeah. the easiest kata yeah, I can yeah. do. And I have to concentrate on doing it yeah. because I'm nervous yeah. to all get out. And there's these kids running around yeah. like they were just given 10 pounds of sugar. Yep. And you know what? Sensei didn't bat an eye. Yeah. Yeah. Would not, they're standing on the wall upside down doing headstands yeah. while we're doing kata. And he would just come up and just tap them on the back and shoo them away yeah, yeah. while they run and yell <laughs> in front of the showman and yell yeah. and throw stuff. And it's amazing. Yeah. And you know what? After, after that first couple of classes in 2006, I just said, you know what? I have to stop thinking like an American and think Paul, I still like an Okinawa. I still struggle with that. It's but, fun but, as heck, you yeah, know? <laughs> but, yeah, I, I struggle with that, but you're right. Um, and I've had conversations with other senseis here about that, about letting kids be kids and play and bounce and fall and, and climb on things. And it can be frustrating when classes And learn on, the kata when they learn it. Yeah, yeah. But they're and learning not how to focus use their on body. it. Yeah, you yeah. Know, they're learning how to use their body by doing that. And it is difficult. It's funny you said that because uh, Akamiya Sensei just told us a story last night that when he was training with Soken Sensei, they would train a lot without gi tops on. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way... They, and it they, was only men. Yeah, they right? rarely had females. Yeah, yeah. And they would train their bodies. And it wasn't to look at muscle definition. It was to look at your breathing uh-huh. and how you okay. would breathe. Like when we do goju shiho, in our goju shiho, we start out in yoi, and we drop onto our left knee, and we do a churanuke, and we do a punch. When we stand up, and we do our first two moves, like a morote, first two move strikes almost like vertical fist strikes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we strike and boom, and pause and relax. Cross our arms and do it again. And then I come across, crane, punch, punch, kick, punch, punch. And we're practicing our breathing the entire time. That's what's key to most Okinawan systems. But for my sensei, he stresses that the most. Delax, as you know. Mm-hmm, he says mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. delax. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pulse on, relax. And, and I am relaxed, but I'm not. Yes. He can see it. Yep. We have to relax because at that impact, when we punch, is hard. Mm-hmm. And then we're relaxed. And a lot of my new students can't do that. They want to be a robot. One of my students came from Shotokan. And oh my goodness, how difficult that was for him to do it. But five years later, he's great. Yeah. He's great at it. Relax. So that's what makes our Matsumorsieto, just like all other karate, uh, it's, it's a relaxing. But our strikes are really quick and fast. Sensei uses a lot of ipan ken. I just noticed this. Yeah. Uh, you noticed me doing that? you're making your fist here. Okay. That's not our normal fist. Okay. Our normal fist is the karate fist. Okay, okay. But sometimes it's like this. So can Sensei would punch sometimes like this. Okay. Sometimes he would do... His famous punch, yeah, okay. which I do not do. And uh, this is where, you know, podcast hurts us because you can't see can't what Paul's see. describing here. But uh, <laughs> different variations of fists that Sensei would use. Um, but mostly the traditional karate, karate fist, fist is, is used is a lot. what you train and what you, what, uh, 
what you do in your kata. What we do in our kata, okay. yes. Does it advance? Does the fist change yes. as your uh, understanding? Samipan ken, single knuckle punching, open hand, of course, striking a lot. Sensei loves to do a lot of grabbing, mm -hmm. like you punch it here, yep. you block first. Uh, you may not be able to see this, of course, on the podcast, but uh, John has uh, punched with his right hand, and I am... I am blocking it with my left, but also grabbing with yep. my right. And then we have a lot of pressure point pressure striking, point grabbing, and pulling. But the point is, it's quick. Yep. And then strike. Because I don't know about you, but I've always been brought up, if I'm going to punch a hard object, I'm going to do it with an open hand. I'm not going to punch your face or head with a closed fist. Mm -hmm. I don't care how many knuckle push-ups you do or how much makawade training you do. You punch just slightly wrong, you're breaking your fist. Mm -hmm. Sensei strikes all soft tissue targets okay. with open hand. Nukite. Yep, yep. Does a lot of nukite striking, especially chicken beak strikes, like yep. in our yep, uh, chinto, yep, 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 yep. up under the throat yep, yep. or into the, the supersternal notch, the, yep. the, 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 <clears throat> the gagging part. Yes. And he does a lot of that. That's really a, a lot to soak in, Sensei. That's, that's um, pretty um, common in the Matsumurseiko world. Okay. Uh, tai Sabaki, of course, body change or change body, wherever you're from. Um, is, is key in our system like other Okinawan systems. But we do a lot of change body and closing the gap and, and double striking at the same time, double blocking at the mm -hmm. string. A lot of the time we do, like in Gojushio, when we're punching two hands, mm -hmm. one of them is a blocking hand, the other is a striking hand. Yep. And you know what? It depends on what day it is that you want to do it. Sure, sure. One can be this or one can be that. Yep. So if you would put Matsumura Seto in a nutshell, a couple of things that come to mind are being relaxed all the time until that moment of impact. Mm -hmm. Kicking with the toes. I don't know okay. about you. Okay. That's still hard for me to do to get that second toe over that big yeah, toe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very hard for me yeah, to do. Yeah. I, I'm still working on that. But I'll have shoes on usually. Yeah. I don't usually get attacked at night or on the beach. Yep. But anyway, and um, a lot of closed type of blocking, mm -hmm. double blocking with two hands, um, soft tissue target striking, um, Face striking, like in our Pasai uh, yeah, show, yeah, yeah, we yeah. come across and then we punch and block our shadow kick, as I talked about. That's something the podcast listeners will never get because you'd have to physically see yeah, it. Well, you know, things like that. In the future, but I'll have video. <laughs> if, yeah, if you go onto, uh, onto the internet and you type in Akamine Yoshimatsu, or if you type in uh, Hohan Soken, or you go to Sensei's website, you will see him do some kata that point that out, his kicks. Mm -hmm. When he does, he loves to demonstrate rohai. His rohai is boom, amazing. We do kata two different ways. We do kata in the dojo. I call corporate do, uh, kata. Ichi, ni, son, yon, yep, go. Okay. But then we do personal kata, which a lot of people probably do on their own. Yep. The way we punch, the way yep. we kick. We put combinations together, the applications, the kihon bunkai, the oyo bunkai, the kazushi, the taisabaki. All of that has to... It's all personal for me. Mm -hmm. My sensei has stuff he likes to do. I have stuff mm -hmm. I like to do. Uh, some stuff I wouldn't do that he does because of his body type. Well, let me ask you that then. If When it comes to ranking of students um, or, you know, promotions, whatnot, mm -hmm. uh, is there, do you have a pretty strict curriculum for that? Or are you, are you, or are you quite flexible 
with your individual students as sensei quite flexible with you when it comes to the next promotion. Whether someone came in and they're a white belt mm-hmm. or someone's getting ready to go to Shodan, do you have particular requirements? Um, in, in my dojo, uh, sensei lets us um, set up our curriculum to how we feel fit. We talk to him you know, about it first, of sure, course, sure. but how we see fit. So I have a certain number of kata for each belt. If, okay. if you want a Q. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, I based off an 8Q system. Okay. Um, and then for Shodan, it's everything um, that we do. Uh, not a mastery, of course. A mastery of the basics. Mastery of the basics, but not every kata. Um, for Shodan. No, okay. not for Shodan. Um, why? Because we only have 12 kata. Yeah. That's the point. And for you to be a Shodan in our Matsumorsito, you don't have to have every kata yeah. perfected. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I've been studying 30 years now, and at this point, I'm a, I'm a sixth don, a kyoshi, and Hakutsura is the one that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably be working on that for probably the next 30 years. Mm-hmm. Because even though it's basic, it has some intricate moves, mm-hmm. the principles. Principles to me in kata are more important than waza, or um, application. Mm-hmm. The key home. Can you do entering principles? Mm-hmm. Can you do kuzushi debalancing? Do you know how to steal the center? Do you know how to do this? What is your outlook on this kata? Are you doing the same application for Pinon Show that you are for, let's say, Kusanku? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be. You should have progressed yep. since then. But for me, kata, kata is the key to our system. But kihon first must be mastered before we master kata. Sensei focuses on kihon a lot on purpose because he knows we know the kata. Mm-hmm. He wants to still make sure that our kihon is on par. And he does that all the time. Did you watch... Uh did you watch any of the tournament? Yes. I mean, other than when yes. your own... Okay. Yes, I did. Um, can I get your opinion on the tournament? On the tournament Based itself? Based off of what you just described with mm-hmm. your... What you look for, what your sensei looks for, Kihon, you know, that versus, you know, advanced application. I'd like to get your opinion on the tournament. Since I probably will not see anybody that's listening <laughs> to this podcast... <laughs> yeah. Except you, Josh, because I hope we have now just built a long-time <laughs> we friendship. Have, we have. Thank you. Um, I will tell you the pros of the Okinawan tournament, in my opinion, first. I always like to talk. As a school teacher, when I have a, um, a parent interview or when I need to talk to a parent about a student that may be misbehaving, mm-hmm. I teach high school science. You know high school mm-hmm. today. Kids are really difficult to teach. People ask me all the time, how can you teach high school? I have a lot of patients. Let's just say that. Um, I always say something positive about the student Mm -hmm. first before I go to the negative because then I smooth away first. You will never get anyone to listen to you if you beat them first. Sure. In Christianity, to win someone to Christ, you will never do that beating them with a Bible. You must show that you are doing Christ's work because he asked us to show good fruit. I will show you good fruit, what your kid did in my class, and then bash him, basically. (laughs) So the Okinawan tournament was great because it popularized Okinawan karate even more. Mm -hmm. It brought people together that I've only known on the Internet 
that I met here, especially at the dojo bar. That's right. Thank you, James. That's right. By the way, yep. Plug for the dojo bar, yeah. Sato Dojo, James Pankovich. You yep. must go see it, and 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 try their food and drink Orion. But I met so many good people there, yeah. Yeah. and it was fantastic. Yep. That was the good part about the Okinawan tournament. I also like to see other kata and karate being done because then I can judge what I do mm-hmm. and use as a litmus test because in science we do litmus tests all the time. I think that's about it. Okay. The negative was it was favored way too much along certain organizational lines, which is unfortunate. Uh, uh, my sensei's daughter did a fantastic pasai dai. Fantastic. She did not kia one time because we do not kia often. Sensei told us last night, you want to kia? Put it in where you want. I don't care. So Sensei did not kia much because kia doesn't show that you are doing anything other than making utterance, maybe hard breathing, which we don't do. Watching you move in pin on shodan without your shirt as a male, I can tell you what you're doing right and wrong. I could not do that at the Okinawan tournament because everyone's wearing a gi top. Thank you very much because the visual will be bad. But the point is, I saw a lot of technique that were just not good, in my opinion. I saw a lot of great kata, don't get me wrong. A couple of the kobudo kata that I got to see, good. Um, A lot of the open hand kata were good. I saw a lot of kata that were not good. And technique, just basic balance, yeah. were not there. Yep. Movement was not there. I know nervousness happens. Mm-hmm. I rarely get nervous. I got nervous when we demonstrated. I got nervous when I got married. I did not get nervous for this interview. Sorry if, if you no, wanted me. I, I'm not. I can talk all I'll day, do. as you can tell. <laughs> I said do better next time. <laughs> um, I can tell nervousness. Yeah. I was nervous the first time I went into Sensei's Dojo. All said and done. If you're competing multiple times and you're still nervous and you're still doing kata the way a white belt would do, that's a problem. In my opinion, and my opinion doesn't matter all that much. Out of the Matsumurasieto world, my opinion probably doesn't matter much. Even in the Matsumurasieto world, it doesn't matter much because I know a lot of people in Matsumurasieto. But I do believe that the Okinawan tournament is a, was a good start, but there has to be more acceptance of other groups and more fair judging in my opinion okay i don't feel that the judging was i watched red and white red get it where white should have gotten it were you based on were you here at the kai con or were you at the budokan oh at the budokan preliminary stuff you watched uh you watched the same preliminaries i watched the budokan was the shurite Mm -hmm. shorte and sai right right yeah 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 bo was here Mm -hmm. yeah bo was here Mm -hmm. okay so you didn't watch any of the finals? Unfortunately, no. Okay. Because we were okay. doing other stuff on doing your own. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed... The, the preliminaries were long, okay? Uh, I love uh, that. Listen, they are. You're going to get through a lot of kata in their preliminaries. Oh, well, by the way, the same kata over and over, too. Yeah, yeah. And by the time it got down to the finals, um, in almost all, the vi- all of the divisions, I was very impressed with the, the kata... That was performed. It was a lot of the same kata, mm-hmm. which is going to happen. In, in, but one thing that I was happy with 
is I felt in three instances that I witnessed the over excessive showmanship and crazy breathing was was penalized. Right, exactly. Individuals lost. uh, They either didn't advance in the points round or they lost when it was down to the flag system. Um, So I was I was actually happy to see that. That's good. Um, Yeah, that's good. But I, I have I've heard. I didn't witness this, but I heard that some of the judging was extreme and people were disqualified for some ridiculous mm-hmm. things regarding a gi length of, of pant legs, which, okay, all this was out in the rule books prior to, yeah. but I will tell you that because I did the preliminaries back in March mm-hmm. here on Okinawa and I could see what was going on, I think they tightened up a little bit right. come, uh, mm-hmm. come August. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. Was that necessary? What? Overall, I agree with you. I think it was a great promotion for yes, Okinawa Karate. Definitely. And overall, I was very happy with um, the, the kata that was performed. Right. I think groups like yours and groups like mine yeah. were... No we're chance. Just, we're just not... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no chance. Exactly. No ch- exactly. It, it won't. I and mean, we already knew that. We knew that yeah. going in, and Sensei yeah. was fine with that yeah. and knew yep. his Ours main too. goal was for someone, at least one person out of that whole crowd... To actually witness Matsumura Sieto yep. and understand that that system is still being taught on Okinawa. Yep. Because the conversations that they had back in the preliminaries that they didn't think it was being taught anymore is problematic. Yeah, it is. It is. It it's is problematic. problematic. Yep. And, and as you and I joked, I don't know who has it worth, worse, Okinawa and Kempo yeah. or Matsumura Sieto. Yeah. Well, we're, <laughs> we're actually part of one of the organizations now, so we're Oh, we're, we're okay, forget it. Yeah, Should I even be talking yeah. anymore? Well, yeah. no, we're, we're, getting, uh, we're getting a little bit more well-known, but it doesn't matter. But we had the same conversations with Master Kina. And he said point blank, don't don't change the kata for the tournament. Of course not. Absolutely not. And and funny thing is Maki did not. She did not kia. She did a perfect kata. She thought it wasn't the best performance. We thought it was great. Sensei thought it was good. She did not, but she did not go on. And you know what? She said, That really wasn't my point. My point was to get out there and to uh, perform and to um, show everyone Matsumor Sieto kata. That's all she wanted. Yep. Now I want to see and the kata. And she got it. The Pasai Dai. Yeah. I'll show it to you after we're done here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. It was great. It was a great kata. It was really good. Good. It's good. good stuff. Well, I'll tell you what. We're coming up on the, on the one-hour mark, and that's all I – you – what? Are that's right. You got people waiting on you anyway. No, at, at 5 o'clock. Oh, 5, okay. 5 o'clock, yes. Um, if, if people wanted to get in touch with you in the States – Sure. Can they do that? Yeah, I, do I'll, re- I'll read off my right email address and everything, and if they would like to come. If they want to train with Akamini Sensei, it would be probably better if they get, uh, not permission per se, but um, information through me yeah. or one of the other students yeah. first yeah. because of Sensei's lack of English. Yeah. And then well, I we don't ha- want people just going and beating on his door. No, and please don't. This. I, I, would, I, would, I kid you yeah. not. I kid you not. Since 2006, since we've been here, there have probably been no less than 20 to 30 people that have just come to Sensei's dojo, knock on his home door, and ask to train. Josh, people don't do that. <laughs> they do it, but you shouldn't. Yeah, you should not do that. that. That's part of dojo etiquette. That's part of just being common courtesy. Yeah. I would not do, do that to your house, right. knock on your door and say, hey, Josh, train me. Yeah, it's one thing if it's a commercial dojo. But it's you not. Know, yeah. 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 So um, my name is obviously Paul Sabota, and our dojo is Imperial Crane Martial Arts near Baltimore, Maryland. Um, the 
phone number, if you choose to call, is 410-279-1879. That's my personal phone number. And my email is imperial underscore crane at yahoo.com. The website is icmadojo.weebly.com. So it's really icmadojo.weebly.com if anyone wants to get in contact with it. And I'll put information in the show notes for that um, with your dojo website. Perfect. And they'll find it. And then if they did want to reach out to Akamini Sensei, they can do so through you. Definitely. That'd be awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you. Any last comments about Matsumura uh, Seito history or style or anything that you want people to know? I just want people to realize that um, Hohan Soken's lineage, although it may be steeped in some mysticism and the white crane thing, is alive and well in Okinawa and also in the United States. And that's important for people to understand because you type in Matsumura Seito and people will get a million different things. And I can tell you some of them are not legit. They just use the name Matsumurcieto. I don't know if they ride on coattails. I just look at their kata if it's online, and I'm like, oh, that, that's not what I do. I mean, there's a benchmark. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to look exactly like mine, mm-hmm. but when you're doing something radically different, mm-hmm. there's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. And also that uh, the Okinawan just culture itself is fantastic for people who are listening who have never been to Okinawa. I say, come and train, whether it's through organized seminars mm-hmm. or if you have a sensei here or know somebody or want to train with my sensei come to okinawa and get steeped into the culture not just okinawa and karate because mm-hmm. then you will understand more of the karate and kobudo than you've never understood before and people think they know everything they don't yes you may have to go somewhere else in the future to learn okinawa and karate but come to okinawa spend that time and money save up and come it's really not that expensive i stay in a apartment on kokosai dori street for relatively cheap because i have connections you can do that yep. miguel deleuze here can help you with yep. that james penquist yep. at the dojo bar can help you with that there are many people There's glenn mcbellride the guy that i go through will help you with that yep. it's easy to do that you just have to actually do your homework yep. it's becoming easier and easier Every day, yes. actually, for, for exactly. international practica to come here. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Save your money. Give it a year or two. And come train. And come train. And I guarantee you will come back because it's a bug that bites you. Yep. And you love it. It's that Ryuku spirit, man. That's yeah, awesome. It bit me so much. Yeah, I had yeah. to marry somebody and come back. You are very fortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Someday I'll get here. There Someday I'll get here permanently. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul, thank you very much. Yeah, Josh, really no appreciate problem. it, man. Thank I you very much. It a lot. I enjoyed appreciate this. It. Enjoyed, and I enjoyed learning about your lineage. It was really, really good information. Awesome. And Thank I hope, you. I hope the Thank you for the enjoy chance. it, and uh, we'll be in touch. Awesome. Good stuff. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Yep. Well, I found that interview very enjoyable and informative. A huge thank you to Paul for taking the time to sit down with me to discuss and explain more about Hohan Soken's style, and more importantly, the teachings of Akamine Yoshimatsu Sensei. I can walk away saying I know more about the style and the history, and I hope the listeners can as well. Something that comes to mind now after this interview is that I'm wondering about the possible pockets of karate practitioners that may be living in places like Argentina or other places in South America. We know that Hohan Soken traveled to Argentina and lived a good portion of his life there. I can't help but think that he would have been training and perhaps teaching while living in Argentina. And he's not alone in these travels. Many Okinawans traveled to other places in South America, both before World War II and after World War II. Um, There's even a little village in Bolivia called Okinawa because of the people that settled there from from the island of Okinawa. 
If anyone has more information on that, I'd really like to know. Send me an email, josh at okinawakaratepodcast.com. I'd still like to know more about Hohan Soken's reasoning, also for not including the third Naihanchi and the last three Pinan in his curriculum. Maybe he saw something he didn't care for. Maybe he saw that he had enough information from the first and second Naihanchi and then the first uh, and second Pinan. Um, we do... We do know uh, from Paul's explanation that Sanchin was dropped and the reason behind that. Just a little bit of in- interesting information that I like to, to dig into. Uh, did you hear Paul's tone of his voice when he was talking about Akamine Sensei testing his heart? And how about when Paul was talking about the way Akamine Sensei is opening up to him now more than ever? You know, I can tell you as we were sitting there, Paul was getting a little bit emotional. And I don't think he minds me saying this because it's obvious the the love that he has for his sensei and and then you know the knowledge that his sensei is imparting on him paul is certainly appreciative of that and i hope others that are listening get that same sense from their sensei as well well that's going to do it for this episode uh there's going to be show notes website for akamini sensei the website for paul uh, if you have any questions reach out to them reach out to me once again thank you very much for listening to the okinawa karate podcast I'm Josh Simmers, coming to you from the birthplace of karate, Okinawa, Japan. <laughs>